This show is presented in part by Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. Auto News. Exclusive interviews. Real world test drives. It's your turn to step into the driver's seat. This is The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. Well, we are going to talk a lot about electric cars and hybrid cars and jumping cars and hold on, let's see what else. Uh, New cars, Volvo C40, the first pure electric car from Volvo. Let's see, uh, stuff going on when it comes to mining the stuff that it takes to make batteries, you know, like uh, nickel and uh, palladium, the minerals and things, neon, not neon like lights, like neon the mineral, stuff that it takes to make catalytic converters and all the stuff. And kind of like because all of this stuff we've been talking about with electric cars sounds so cool, but there's always two sides to every story. So we've got a lot of guests on the show today, starting with Carl Brower, who is uh, he works with iccars.com. He works with Forbes Autos. He is on the North American Car and Truck of the Year. He's a juror and a board member. We've got another one of his folks from the North American Car and Truck of the Year. Lauren Fix is going to be on from Car Coach Reports. We've got Brian Moody going to be on from autotrader.com. And I don't even know who the third person is. But there's another person somewhere in there. I have a bad memory. But anyway, Carl Brower. How you doing, brother? I am doing well, dude. Just uh, trying to survive in this crazy world that we live in. And uh, all the things you were just saying all going on around us and just trying to trying to feel like a pinball, you know, bouncing around in the crazy world. Yeah, it is a crazy world. You know, what's funny about this crazy world is this thing called the interwebs, the internet. Now yep. today, people are, they're learning more truth and getting told more lies than ever before. <laughs> I 100% agree. Alan, you know, everyone's like, oh my gosh, the invention of the, remember, this is supposed to be the information age we're living in. The invention of the internet means you can spread information more effectively. I'm like, yeah, don't forget, you could also call it the disinformation age. The internet makes it easy to spread disinformation right. easier than ever before. So you never know. Yeah, exactly. That's why it's good to have trusted sources. And, and of course, that's why I come to you and Brian and Lauren, all of which we're all buddies and pals anyway. So, But I, I'm very picky who I put on the show. Some people just because they're really funny, some people because they're really smart, and some people because they're funny looking. And that's where you come into the picture. Uh, uh, as you're long all, as I clear one of those bars. No, you're all three of the above. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but uh, here's the deal. You asked me if I had seen the jumping Tesla. And I'm like, jumping Tesla? And I'm like, what is he talking about? Maybe it's like one of those low riders where they jump the, the, you know, the front end of the thing up in the air. And then it occurred to me, I saw a video of this crazy car flying through the air and crashing. And I didn't even know what kind of car it was. I didn't care. I just I watched that little, what is it, five, ten second clip, and I moved on. Now you're telling me that that, that car was a Tesla, and there's more to the story. What do you got? Yeah, so there was a Tesla meetup. So a bunch of Tesla guys got together, and supposedly the meetup ended in Los Angeles at like 11 sometime. This happened at like 12, 10 a.m. So a certain amount of them, you know what they say, idle hands. Uh, Devil's uh, workshop. Alan, yeah. Guys get together that late at night, and then, yeah. okay, well, the official event's over. Now what do we do? Right. So apparently what they do is they go to this area where David Dobrik, who's another big famous YouTuber and TikTok guy, has jumped his Tesla and it does it at like 30 or 40 miles an hour. And it clears a little bit of air and lands doesn't really, you know, damage anyone or anything. And these guys 
We're like, what happens if you go like 80? So uh, they did went to the same street in Los Angeles, and it's an uphill street, and then it crests, and then it goes down. And right before the crest, there's also this little like kind of dip thing. So you can literally get launched right before the crest, and then when you would normally be coming down, if it was flattened out at the top, but because it goes down, you go that much further because the earth is falling away from you as you would otherwise be landing. So somebody went through there with their Tesla at like 80 plus miles an hour, launched it. It's right out of the Dukes of Hazard, including without the edit that they always did in the Dukes of Hazard TV show or the movie, if you saw that in right, 2007, right, right. Uh, where the car lands and destroys the front half of it because of its landing. Right. And uh, this time you get to see it land and it, and it crashes. And I know one of the guys who was on scene who taped it, but then there, the big part of the story that I thought was hilarious was there was another guy who was not there at all, though he does have a certain amount of YouTube following and he has a Tesla. His is white, the one that jumped was black. He took the raw footage that was all over the internet and he intercut it with some footage of himself and then posted something like, oh, the cops don't like what I did and all, because the cops were looking for who did this. I mean, the car landed, it destroyed itself, it hit parked cars, it damaged oh, other cars and all that. Yeah. So you have all this great video from multiple angles of someone clearly breaking the law and driving dangerously. So you know, that's the funny thing about social media. Let's post it. It's like, yeah, man, put all that <laughs> proof up for everyone to see when you break the law. That's brilliant. Yeah. So the police were after this guy. This other guy posted that he was him and he gets everyone convinced it's him and it wasn't. And the whole like... Fox News, local KTLA station, they're all like, this is the guy. Yeah, yeah. They finally like dig in and it wasn't him. And he did it just to basically, well, kind of ride the coattails and get himself famous off the right, thing right. in a way that actually wouldn't result in him being in any trouble, oh but to show also how basically stupid most of the mainstream media is. You know, they, they, they see something and that gets clicks. Then oh, they see yeah. something that might be related to it, so that gets clicks and they just jump all over it. No yep. vetting, no doing their freaking job as right, journalists to actually right. dig in and find anything out. And he basically illustrated it. Not that most smart people don't already know this, right. but it was a great example of how dumb the mainstream media is. Oh, my gosh. Well, listen, you were with this one particular guy. We won't tell you who his name is. It, it jumped a uh, Aston Martin kind of like that. Um, but my landing, my landing was way better, wasn't it, Carl? <laughs> I know we should have posted that video. I, mean, that like I don't think we either that. one of us didn't have the guts to do it back then. We'll take a break. Carl Brower joining us from iccars.com. Check it out. iccars.com. Be right back. Shopping cars online is a hassle, or is it? You probably search this site, that site, browse here, search there. Who has the time or the patience? Autotempest.com is the internet's best car shopping tool. With one easy search, see all the cars from the web's top car shopping sites all at once. Why browse some of the cars when Autotempest.com gives you everything? Autotempest.com, all the cars, one search. Well, you're listening to The Drive All Across America, and our show is brought to you in part by Subaru. Uh, love, it's what makes a Subaru a Subaru. And thanks to Dodge, domestic, not domesticated. We've got some really good sponsors. I, I actually interact with the president of the car company when I do these sponsorships because I tell them, I'm not going to say anything that you want me to say except simple stuff like that right there. But I got to be able to have the freedom to say what I believe in my heart to be true. And that's, that's key. And Carl, I know, you know, you and I have talked about this before. I don't have any sponsors on the show that won't just let me say what I believe is the truth in my heart. 
And so thanks to Subaru and Dodge and, uh, you know, the collector car network and Craftsman and other, you know, what is it, uh, Auto Tempest and these other companies. And even to uh, the folks at uh, iccars.com for letting you have that same, uh, you know, honesty, I guess you might say. Now, let's talk about it. I know you've driven a car that I have not, and I'm curious to get your take on it. The Volvo C40, which is the first pure electric car from Volvo. And Volvo has made a pretty big statement saying they're going to be all electric within the next, what is it, you know, five years or whatever the heck it is. Is that still going along or have they changed their mind on that? It is, despite, you know, I mean, don't forget that all the things that are impacting every car are worse for electric cars. Computer chips, nickel and palladium supplies for batteries, all these things that make every car harder to build and more accessible to build make electric cars even harder and more right, accessible. Right, right. But in the face of that, all these companies are continuing to claim they will be all electric soon, including Volvo by 2030. Mm. And they just launched their first pure electric car. There is no non-electric internal combustion version of this car, like there is the XC40, which is also a pure electric car, but there's also an internal combustion version of it. Gotcha. This one's called the C40. It actually uses the same platform and the same drivetrain. So it's very similar to the XC40. But it is a totally different body, different shape, and there's no engine up front, and there never was going to be an engine up front. So it's even a fairly different chassis layout, even though it starts with the same platform. Mm. But it's the Volvo C40, pure electric car, and uh, I drove it just last week, and it's, uh, well, it's, it's pretty impressive. I mean, I don't know if I'd want to fly through the air in it like you can do with your <laughs> Tesla, apparently, you know? Yeah. But uh, well, evidently it you can't. good. <laughs> but yeah. It, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, don't, don't watch that landing. Be careful on that re-entry. Yeah, um, no doubt. No, the, this one looks really good. It, I would say the one thing about it that is a compromise because of the shape is it's super aerodynamic and it's got a very aggressive rear window slope. It makes me think of like the old AMC Marlin or the, the original 66 Dodge Charger. You and I know those cars, Alan, but a lot of, a lot of people may not know them. Right. But it's got such an aggressive rear sloping roof that the rear window is kind of small. And it's oh. not that the greatest rear visibility when you're driving. Yeah. Um, but it does uh, have 402 horsepower, 486 pound-feet of torque, Woo. 0 to 60 in 4.7 seconds, yeah, that's and a 226-mile range. So it boasts all the right numbers. It's got all that Volvo safety and comfort. I mean, the seats are super comfortable in this thing. And um, I don't know. I think if, if we can get the price down, this thing starts at like $59,000. And it comes fully loaded. It's fully loaded. There's really no option but color at that yeah. price. And you can get up to ten grand off between $7,500 federal and, you know, California's got a $2,500 state rebate. But it's still a, an expensive car, but it is a very well-executed vehicle. So Volvo, known for safety, and now mm-hmm. there's all these new unknown things about electric cars of which, you know, I mean, we've seen, I, I don't know about you, but I've seen anyway, the the car that, you know, uh, something happened, it caught on fire, and then it caught on fire the next day, and they put that out, and then it caught on fire the next day. It caught on fire three more times. They finally flipped the thing over so they could have better access to the battery. So there's all these things, these giant question mark in the, well, in the smoke signals, if you know what I mean, that that I, I hope that Volvo can lead the way to true safety with electric cars and crashes and things, because they are. They are the, the best at what they do when it comes to safety. So now, when we come back, let's talk about the bump in hybrid and electric vehicle prices. Carl Brower joining us. Um, Carl, is there a store anywhere for this Volvo C40, this pure electric vehicle? There will uh, will be a story on Forbes.com. If you go to Forbes or if you just type my name in with a K, K-A-R-L-B-R-A-U-E-R, Carl Brower, in uh, Google search, 
the first thing that comes up, one of the first, if not the first, is the Forbes landing page with all my stories, and this one will be right there. There you go. Volvo C40. Thanks for letting Carl drive this thing. We'll be right back. Why should you trust Brembo Brakes? Because 60 years of racing, testing, braking, and bettering. Because dogs in the road, indecisive squirrels, and that kid chasing the lost ball. Because tiny humans in the back seat and blind turns in front of you. Because every car should be equipped with the same kind of performance, safety, and comfort that manufacturers and professional drivers trust every day. Visit buybrimbo.com and learn more about the most trusted brakes in braking. Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's your host, Alan Taylor. And our show is brought to you in part by the Collector Car Network, now owned by Barrett Jackson. And I'll be at the Palm Beach, West Palm Beach, Barrett Jackson, coming up April 6 through 9, or 7 through 9, whatever it is, 7, 8, 9. I think it's 7, 8, 9. Anyway, I have to fly on the 6th. Uh, Collector Car Network also owns AutoHunter.com, auction site, and ClassicCars.com, which is... Uh, well, check it out, ClassicCars.com. Uh, Carl Brower is joining us. He's got some information from iccars.com, which is uh, basically data analysis, why there is such a bump in hybrid and electric vehicle prices. Um, uh, Carl, what do you got there? Have you seen the price of gas recently? Yes! <laughs> yeah. It's scary. It's I think most people know why hybrid electrics might be getting a little more popular than they were even just three months ago, two right, months ago. Totally. But yeah, we are looking at this all the time. We're looking at how much cars are going up in the used car market on a year over year basis. You know, how much for a given vehicle compared to one year ago? Well, all across the, all the used cars, they've been going up about uh, 30%, 30 to 35%. And again, Woo! in uh, February, yeah. things were up 35% across the board. Man. But when we looked at specifically hybrid and electrics, it got a little uglier. Hybrids increased by 46.9% oh in a gosh. year, and electrics increased by 43% in one year. So well above the average across all cars when you break it out by hybrids and uh, electric cars. And some of the cars individually, when we looked at individual models, Hyundai Sonata Hybrid Allen is up 61.2%. Oh 61.2%. That's $9,457 $9, in one year. That's insanity. You know... Honestly, think about it. And I keep an eye on this stuff all the time. I'm all I'm on iccars.com and all the other different sites, just kind of noodling around, keep my eye on stuff, like, you know, putting my ear to the ground, as the Indians say. But what I'm seeing is that people are asking astronomical prices for cars that have a quarter million miles on them. I look at that and I go, wow, right. that's a nice car. Oh, 253,000 miles. How much do they want? You know why? Because they can because people right, are hungry it. for it. That's right. Wow. That's no. Yikes. So, I mean, this, the average price for a, a used Sonata is $24,913, and that's $9,457 more than a year ago. So it's not $9,000 added to a $40,000 or $50,000 car. It's $9,000 resulting in a $24,000 car, which means it was about a $15,000 car a year ago. Right. Wow. This is... Yeah, uh, the Chevrolet Spark... It's up uh, 54.5% from up to 16.9, 16.949, call it 17. Mm -hmm. That's a $5,900 increase. Nissan Leaf, 
It's up 53.54.3%. It's 24,393, up $8,500. So, yeah, these electrics and hybrids are shooting through the roof, not only because all cars are shooting through the roof, but because gas prices are shooting through the roof, too, Alan. Everything's shooting through the roof. Well, the funny thing is, and I, listen, you you probably heard I bought a a herd of cows. Don't ask me why. (laughs) I bought a herd of cows. I I, I started out, by the way, with 31 cows, and now I'm up to 35 cows because we've had uh, babies, and there's more coming along. So, not babies, calves. The point (laughs) is, I also bought a used diesel GMC Sierra 3500 crew cab dually monster truck, right? To be able to pull the stock trailer with. And what I've noticed is every other truck on the road all of a sudden, because now I'm driving this big old truck and, you know, I got, listen, I, I really got lucky. I found one with 41,000 miles on a 2012. Like I say, you oh, gotta, wow. yeah, you gotta look hard and you will find them and you gotta jump fast. But yeah. Everything is bringing so much money. So I saw my truck at the Toyota dealer. Oh, by the way, this is a funny one. All new car dealers these days are all just used car dealers because they don't have any (laughs) of their own product out there. The GMC dealer over here had four new cars, four, and everything else on there was used. The Toyota dealer has more of everything else on their lot than they do Toyota. Because Toyota right. sell good, right? So here's a GMC, like my truck, and I go, oh, look, there's my truck. So I pull over. There was a 2016. It was four years newer. And I thought, man, that's a nice truck. It's as nice as mine. And I was thinking to myself, mm-hmm, uh-huh. I want to see what that sucker sells for. They were proud of the $66,000 price on that truck. In 2016, that thing is seven years old. Wait a minute, six? Seven. So, wait a minute. Seven, Yes. Am I doing the math right? Six years old. Point is, that's an old truck already. $66,000. I was like, yeah. what is going on with this world? Yeah. And what was that thing's new MSRP? Probably was around 66000 yeah, right? Yeah, if, if, yeah. And maybe, yes, maybe, maybe that much because it was a nice loaded truck. But it was yeah. six years old. I don't know how many miles that because I just, I took a picture of it to show my wife. I'm in mine 29000 And I was thinking, geez, I'm paying too much. But you know what? If you can find a good deal right now, everybody, grab it. Not a new car because you're not going to find the new car good deals. But there are some nope. good deals on used car because if people don't do the research right now on the market value of their car, if they just simply don't do a little, go to iccars.com for your sake, Carl, and do the little yep. bit of noodling around and find out what your vehicle is selling for, it'll blow your mind. Then some people just don't do it. They go, what do you think, honey? Ten grand? Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, so there you go. You advertise it. The guy that gets there first with the cash gets it. That's always going to be me. I run, and I, I don't hesitate. I don't lowball, although I did buy a $1,500 gas tank the other day for $400, sold it for uh, $1,200. But the point is, uh, <laughs> do you know what it costs to fill up a $1,500 gas tank, Carl? Do the math. Five uh, bucks a gallon for regular right now, $7,500. <laughs> $7,500. Who's going to do that? Not me, baby. Not me. All right. We got to take another break. Carl, iccars.com. Carl, thank you very much. Guys, this is crazy times. Be careful out there. Don't hurt yourself. We'll be right back. Now's the time to earn your bragging rights and rule the road in a powerful Dodge vehicle. 
with enough style, horsepower, and performance to make your muscle car dreams come true. It's no wonder J.D. Power named Dodge the number one ranked brand in initial quality and driver appeal for mass market brands. Join the brotherhood and experience the strength of Dodge muscle today. Visit Dodge.com or see your local Dodge dealer for great deals. Tied for initial quality study. For J.D. Power 2020 award information, visit JDPower.com awards. Well, you're listening to The Drive all across America and around the world. We do have people listening all around the world, which is, that's what's cool about the interwebs. Joining us right now is Brian Moody, executive editor of AutoTrader, autotrader.com on the web. They do all kinds of studies and bring us good information. Uh, today, Brian, I think we should maybe, we start, there's a couple things. Brian says to me, let's talk about this, this, and this. I'm like, yeah, that's perfect. And so nine best vehicles that get the best MPG, I guess you might say. And then we'll do uh, yeah. fuel-efficient SUVs. But before we get to that, because fuel-efficient SUVs is a whole different category than cars, of course. But best interior for under fifty grand. You know what's funny? Just tell you a quick story. My daughter calls me and she says, Dad, I'm mm-hmm. going to buy a Chrysler Pacifica Hybrid. I said, oh, good. She goes, I'm getting the Pinnacle. I had not heard of the Pinnacle. I guess maybe I had heard rumors of it or whatever. But the Pinnacle, of course, as the name says, it is the top of the top of the line for the the Pacifica minivan. When she drove to my house, when she finally got it, I was blown away at the quality of the, the and the beauty of the interior. It looked like it could have been a Bentley interior. The seats were that nice. Pinnacle is new, right? Yes. Isn't Pinnacle new? It used to be limited. And they were like, oh, no, we got to throw even more stuff at this. So now there's Pinnacle on top of Limited. Yeah. So she got it just before all this crazy stuff happened with the chips and all that. It's been about almost a year now. So it's a 2021 model. And literally, my son-in-law comes to me the other day and he goes, check this out. It actually books now for more than we paid for it a year ago. That's what's going on in our world today. Wow. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, but interiors make such a difference. So let's talk about this. Best interiors for vehicles under 50 grand. Yeah, these are new cars. And so these are alphabetical and some of them will be like well under 50 and some of them are right at that limit. So the first one, and this is remember, these are alphabetical. They're not ranked. The Audi S3. Mm. S3 is, you know, a little car, sporty car. Audi's sort of trademark minimalism, form over function, let's right, say. Right. And it just has a lot of tech. It has a lot of nice surfaces, a lot of textures, and it combines all of that in an easy-to-use, easy-to-understand package. It's about a $45,000, $46,000 little car, but you're paying mostly for you know the performance of it. Yeah. And surprisingly, or maybe not, number two is the Pacifica Limited. Ah! That's number two on our list of nicest interiors under 50 grand. The reason the Pinnacle is not on it because I think that it tips the scales just over 50 yeah. grand if yeah, you do purchase one. <laughs> yes, it did. Just a little bit. That's funny. So the Limited is 49175 and it, like you said, it does have nice, comfortable seats, good-looking textures. I'm not a fan of most of these vehicles in the color black, I don't think black highlights the luxuriousness of it. I think yeah. black looks cheap and hides the luxuriousness. But yeah. whatever, that's a personal decision. You don't have to get black. You can get, you know, the light well, colors to me is what makes it gray and beige and cream and blue and all those make it look fancy. 
Number three, the Hyundai Ioniq 5. Mm. If you get the SEL trim, very nice. That's an all-electric car. Mm. And that's priced at about $46,000, just like the Audi. So electric cars are coming down in price, or they're you know, on the level. But the Hyundai has these two big square screens right in the middle and has like no center console really, but like kind of a floating cup holder. And the interesting use of not colors, but materials inside stainless steel or, or matte finished metallic looking stuff with some of the textured plastic and leather just looks really classy. And that's on our list. We also like the Kia Telluride, Kia Telluride, nice interior for under 50 grand. Faux wood trim is part of the package, but in this case, it's actually really nice looking. The leather, nice and soft. You know, there's a monochromatic type of look if you get the right one. Right. We also, for a different reason, like the Lincoln Nautilus Reserve. The Reserve is like almost to the top. It's not black label, I don't think. But Lincoln these days, they have stepped their game up. They have so many color and texture choices. Like you said before, Bentley, Lincoln is definitely on that ball game. Mm. They're full-on luxury. So there's five of the top 10 best interiors for under 50 grand. Surprisingly, Dodge Ram also. Dodge Ram is on there. It's a truck, of course, but the nicest interior, nicest cab truck you're going to find in terms of plushness and luxuriousness. For under 50 grand, you got to get the Laramie, but still, it's a very nice truck with that big screen, nice big gauge cluster in the front, shifters well-placed, big armrest with a stitching on it that ram logo super nice yeah i don't disagree i was in a ram the other day and i thought man first of all that big screen there's just something cool about that they really integrated that well yeah. because it yes it's touch screen and all that but it's also got lots of knobs and buttons and things that you know us older guys like and, and just i i think they did a really good job now i know ford with the new f-150 has got a big screen like that also not not quite as big right but, I did get in my son's Tesla. He got a, a 2022 Tesla from a friend of his that was, uh, he got into some crypto money and made a bunch of money and bought one and then decided, oh, I want the next one up. So he comes over, he goes, look what I got, dad. I was like, oh my God, you probably overpaid. He goes, no, look, he showed me he bought it cheap, which is amazing because everybody wants these Tesla things. And he took me for a ride. It's the first time I've been in one since 2015, just so you know, seven years. Wow. And it's a different driving experience because, you know, Tesla doesn't have a media department. They don't have, you know, media relations or anything. So you got to know somebody. And uh, I was kind of impressed with a lot of things about it. But the one thing that to me was my brain couldn't handle, there was just a touchscreen. That's it. Everything happened. Yeah. That's the model three. Yeah. Nothing more than a touchscreen. I'm like, where's all the stuff? Anyway. But uh, so yeah, I like the Model S better because the Model S has yeah. traditional gauges in the front of the steering wheel and then the big screen. The Model Three has only the touchscreen. I mean, everything goes to that big screen. I just don't like that. It's too much happening in one big screen, and I just don't care for it. Yeah, I, I kind of feel the same way, and I, I'm like, uh, you know, I mean, I could do this around town, but I still would have range anxiety. I have range anxiety when I have a full tank of gas, thinking the price of gas is going to go up. It's like silver and gold commodities right now goes up and down so fast we'll take a break uh you can find the best interiors under 50 grand at autotrader.com um a good selection there i agree we'll take a little break brian moody will be back with more we're going to go into uh next the nine best cars that get the best mpgs stay with us discover the all-new 2022 subaru forester wilderness 
the second member of the Subaru Wilderness family. Featuring 9.2 inches of ground clearance, standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, and all-terrain tires for increased off-road capability. Plus, a design that's bold and protective at the same time. The Forester Wilderness unlocks a whole new level of adventure. Discover more at Subaru.com wilderness. Well, our show is brought to you in part by Subaru. Love, it's what makes Subaru, Subaru. Thanks to our friend uh, Brian Moody. He's here today to talk about the nine best MPG cars from autotrader.com. All right. Uh, a friend of mine the other day, he rented a car, and I go, why did you rent a car? He goes, are you kidding me? Look at the price of gas. He said, I could have drove my truck up here. It gets 15 miles to the gallon. He says, or I could rent this almost 50 mile to the gallon car and you know have not put the miles on my truck and have a brand new car that's you know, got uh, roadside assistance and all that stuff because it drove like a 1,500-mile round trip. And I thought to myself, wow, yeah, when the price of gas, by the way, Brian, I'm paying five sixty nine a gallon right here in my town. What's it in Atlanta over there? Yeah, out in the south, it's gone up to, I think, 409, which oh. is really high for us. Oh, damn it. <laughs> five sixty nine. Oh, my gosh. I know. That's yeah, crazy. That is crazy. At least we don't live in L.A. where it's like six fifty in some places. But anyway, okay, best MPG cars. What do you got? So here, let's start. Like, because hybrids get the best gas mileage, but they're also more expensive, I'm going to throw in a couple of non-hybrids just because, you know, if you're on a budget. Yep. Honda Civic, 36 miles per gallon combined. That's pretty good. It's just a gasoline-only car. That's pretty good. Same with the Nissan Versa. Nissan Versa is a really great small car. I like the interior. It's really plush for the price. Starts at about $15,000. I think it's $18,000 if you want some decent comfort and convenience features. But that's 35 miles per gallon for the Nissan Versa. And then there's the Nissan Sentra. 33 miles per gallon. These aren't hybrids. So these are inexpensive cars that started about 20 grand. But if you really want the high numbers, the high MPG, you got to go with hybrids. And that the top one is the Hyundai Ioniq, 58 miles per gallon. I mean, that's really incredible. This is one of those reasons why this car, the Prius and the Ioniq, are one of those reasons why I don't listen when people say, oh, everything's doom and gloom. 20 years from now, we're going to run out of recent... Well, Okay, when they said that, they didn't believe or know that an average car could be getting 58 miles per gallon. The Hyundai Ioniq is nothing spectacular. It's about a $25,000 car. Mm. It's not expensive. It's not fast. It's not, you know, it's just a hybrid. But here they've made it, you know, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty, $25,000, 58 miles per gallon. What would it be like in 50 years from now? I don't know, probably even better. Um, The Prius, if you get the Prius L, Eco, that is a cheapie, about $24,000, and that gets 56 miles per gallon. So there are cars out there if you really want to get great fuel economy. The Corolla Hybrid, same thing, about $24,000, 52 miles per gallon. Mm. The Honda Insight, it's about $23,000, $24,000, 52 miles per gallon. Wow. And the Kia Nero, which is also right in that same price range, 50 miles per gallon. So let's just recap here of the four cars we just mentioned that were hybrids 
50 was one of the lower numbers in terms of overall MPG. Right. So if you want better than 50 miles per gallon, you have several choices. Isn't that amazing? That, to me, is impressive. And sadly... I think these are all, <laughs> they're all Asian cars. There's not one in here from America. Where are we screwing up, you know? Some of them may be built in America. Well, Some that, of them may be built in America. And there's nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying, why isn't GM, Ford, and Chrysler in this game somehow, you know? Yeah, they kind of decided to go a different way. Yeah, maybe they're going on the higher end luxury side of things. Because, you know, I mean, didn't Cadillac just announce their new uh, plant in Tennessee or something where they're going to build that, uh, that electric car in Tennessee. So, yeah. Uh, the lyric is that the, yeah, one? the lyric. Thank you. I couldn't think of the name of the lyrics. But see, <laughs> we're going to have to have a combination of electric and gas for quite some time because in what instance does it ever make sense to put your eggs in all in one basket? Right. Investing? No. Tax base? No. Staff at a company? No. What about fuel source for your car? All eggs in one basket? No. Right. You want to diversify. That's yeah. the point. And so these cars are cleaner than they've ever been. They use electricity generated by the gas engine to get even better fuel economy. And that's the thing that should be with us for years to come. You know, it's funny. There's all these rumors of a lot going on in our world today. I won't go through all the different uh, conspiracy theories, but... A friend of mine calls me and he goes, hey, you know anybody that wants to buy a 1,500-gallon gas tank? And I thought, yeah, I do. And so I, I thought, well, if it's cheap enough, maybe I'll buy it. I mean, tell me if I told you this story already. But No, no. So I go, what do you want for it? He goes, I don't know. He goes, 500 bucks. I go, well, let me come look at it. $500 for a 1,500-gallon tank? It's cheap. So I went over there and I took, I have a dump trailer. I took my dump trailer over just in case I wanted it. And uh, sure enough, I, I offered him 440 took it. So I bought it. Now, he got two forklifts stuck trying to load it into my trailer to tell you the size of this thing. So we got it in my trailer, barely fit in a giant dump trailer. And uh, I got it home and I went, wait a minute. Gas is like, I mean, if it's cheap, let's just use five bucks a gallon here is cheap. 569 is what I actually had to pay for diesel. So let's just say I, I buy regular gas and it's five bucks a gallon. Mm -hmm. A thousand gallons is five thousand dollars. Fifteen hundred gallons, which is the size of this tank, seventy five hundred dollars, Brian. So I, I while wow. it was still loaded in my, I thought to myself, I'm not going to buy seventy five hundred bucks worth of gas. You're going to make it into a pool. Come no, on, be no. honest. While it was still loaded in my trailer, I put an ad on Facebook Marketplace, twelve hundred and fifty dollars. I thought, you know, we'll just see what happens. Bam! I sold it in like, you know. I think it was up for an hour before I started getting flooded. I sold it to a, uh, a tree service, uh, the tree trimming service. Anyway, the guy says, can mm -hmm. you deliver it? I'm like, yeah, I'll deliver it. So I thought to myself, good Lord, $7,500. And then so I was talking you know, to a guy just a few minutes ago. He says, you're crazy. Why did you sell that? I said, because there's nobody in their right mind, no consumer that is going to spend $7,500 to fill a tank just because it keeps fluctuating up and down 50 cents a gallon here and there. Because, I mean, I don't think yeah. that we're ever going to run out of gasoline and diesel and all this. It's just no. going to be what it is. And there's no reason to panic about it. So I'm, I am keeping my eye out for, you know, like maybe a 500-gallon tank for because I have property. But 1,500 gallons was just too big, Brian. Too big! Anyway. Yeah, All I right. agree. When we come back, let's talk about the uh, 
fuel-efficient SUVs, unless you guys want to buy a $1,500 gas or 1,500-gallon gas tank. <laughs> I've got several of them down the street here. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Getting a new ride is fun. Shopping online for a new car? Not so much. Stop doing the same car search over and over again on multiple sites and try Autotempest.com. See all the cars with one easy search. Our powerful search engine scours all the top car shopping sites, giving you instant results so you can easily browse all the listings with one search. Whether a dream ride, a family hauler, or a work truck, let us help you find your next ride. Autotempest.com. All the cars, one search. Hey, brother, there's an endless road to rediscover. Hey, guys, it is The Drive all across America. Brian Moody joining us right now from autotrader.com. You can find all these uh, different things that we're talking about at autotrader.com. The nine best S uh, vehicles that get uh, good MPG. And now we're going to talk about fuel-efficient SUVs. Just head over to autotrader.com and find that. Brian, what do you got for us? SUVs, a whole other category from cars, obviously. There's a bunch of them. Let's start with the Lexus NX450H+. Plus. So that's a plug-in hybrid. Mm. And this is... In, we're going to use MPGE. Are you familiar with this term, sure. MPGE? Yeah. It's basically like saying hybrids and electric cars, if you were measuring their efficiency the same way we measure miles per gallon, it would be the equivalent of this. So right. MPGE means miles per gallon equivalent. Right. So, for example, the Lexus NX450H Plus is a plug-in hybrid. It gets an MPGE Rating of 84 miles per gallon. That's pretty good. Um, you'll probably do better or worse, depending on how much you plug it in. Yeah. So here's one thing about plug-in hybrids. Anybody who's thinking of buying a plug-in hybrid and they don't want to plug it in, don't bother buying it. Like, just skip it. Because plug-ins are way more expensive than regular hybrids. And you're paying for the ability to plug it in and drive on electricity only right. for some of the time right. because it has a bigger battery. Exactly. If you're not going to do that, don't waste the money. Yeah. My daughter comes to my house and plugs in at my house while she's there for a few hours. She's taking my electricity, which I think is great. She is. <laughs> Go ahead. What's next? The Volvo XC40 Recharge. This is all electric. This has an uh, overall MPGE rating of 85 miles per gallon, or that's the efficiency. It really doesn't use any gas at all. But it's a cool little, you know, city-friendly SUV, the Volvo XC40. Also, on the other end of the price spectrum, the Toyota RAV4 Prime. So in Toyota language, Prime means plug-in hybrid. So there's a Prius Prime. There's a RAV4 Prime. I'm guessing there's going to be other Prime vehicles in the near future. Mm. And here's the best thing about this one. It's a plug-in hybrid, so it's the Prime. 42-mile range on all electric. So even though it's gasoline and electricity combined, the range of electric only 42 miles, that's pretty good. That means a lot of people could be driving on electricity only on a day-to-day -day basis and only use the gas engine when they go on long trips. So right. for the 2022 RAV4 Prime, the MPG rating is 94 miles per gallon. Pretty wow, killer. That's crazy. Nice little car. Right. But you are the paying, Volkswagen ID4. By the way, you are paying for the electricity, 
there's so there's a little yes. cost there, but it's 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 quite low in comparison to the price of fuel these days. Right, but, you're but, paying for the electricity, and it's one of those things where don't fool yourself into thinking that go to like I don't remember who said this. Oh well, if you can't afford gas, you should go buy a Tesla. <laughs> okay, right, right. Uh, Teslas are expensive. Yep, and these cars are expensive. You know, like some of these, even a Rav Four Prime. Yeah, it's not going to be the cheapest model. It does get great gas mileage. So you have to kind of weigh those two things. What do you want? The better gas mileage? Because remember, your car payment is not going to go down over time. Right. But gas, the price of gas will go up and down constantly. That's right. Okay, what's next? You know what I'm saying? Yep. The Volkswagen ID4. This is all electric. It's a hatchback style SUV. And basing this on the 2021 model, although they haven't rated the 2022, 99 MPGE. So a very efficient car means it's going to have a good range. It's a reasonable price, um, that kind of stuff. The Ford Escape PHEV is another one to consider. 105 MPGE on a full charge. And this can go 37 miles on electric power before the gas engine kicks in. (laughs) So this would be a good commuter car. People who have long, long commutes and you want to save money on gas, I would be looking at hybrids and plug-in hybrids before I would consider an electric car. I think for the sake of... Overall savings. Honestly, plug-in hybrid is the way to go. My daughter, honestly, she is like, Dad, I will never buy another car that isn't a plug-in hybrid because it makes such sense. Her minivan, I don't know what the range is, probably 30 miles or so, but that's to my house and back. Yeah, Yeah. and then that's to Costco almost and back. So she's, you know, she's got kind of the best of both worlds where she's got, you know, no range anxiety because the engine will turn on and she can keep going. She loves hypermiling and getting the best. And I think they said they got 950 miles on one tank of gas. And if you plug it in all the time. So I had a Volvo XC60 plug-in hybrid for six months. And I plugged it in every every time I got home, every place I went, I plugged it in. And I was getting 80 miles to the gallon. And I wasn't really trying. I wasn't hypermiling or coasting or any of that. I just plugged it in wherever I went, and I was getting 80 miles per gallon because most of the time I was using electricity. There you go. When I go to the airport, the gas engine kicks in. Yep. Uh, Fuel-efficient SUVs, you can find that at autotrader.com. Head over there and check it out. Brian Moody, thank you, my brother. Later. Okay, coming up next, uh, in the next hour, that is, um, actually, Lauren Fix is going to be on and talk about, um, think buying an electric car is the way to go? Well, you may need to know the rest of the story, because there always is a rest of the story. We'll be back with another hour. Stay with us. Shopping for cars online is slow. Checking all those different sites one by one, Auto Tempest doesn't like slow. That's why we sponsor NASCAR driver Chris Busher in the number 17 Ford Mustang. It's also why we created a powerful search engine that will scour all the top car shopping sites, letting you search used car listings from across the internet in one search. Why waste time searching each site separately? Use Auto Tempest instead. Find all the cars. Autotempest.com. All the cars, one search. This show is presented in part by Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. Auto News. Exclusive interviews. Real world test drives. It's your turn to step into the driver's seat. This is The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. Well, today we are going to talk first about some news. Why not? 
Um, Lauren Fix is joining us, my friend, longtime friend. You'll see her on Fox News. You'll see her on the Weather Channel. You see her on CNN, all over the place. She's everywhere. And she is, well, you might say she's the car coach because her website is carcoachreports.com. All forms of media. Lauren Fix, that is her last name. And she is also a racer. So, uh, Lauren, how you doing? I'm doing good. Good. Could always be worse, right? Uh, right. <laughs> we could be at war here in America. Oh, boy. Oh, oh Did boy. Did I actually Let's say that? Not. I know, right? Can we talk a little bit about something that is very controversial and it has nothing to do with the war? But this whole thing with the, uh, the situation, my brother calls me. I'll start with this. My brother calls me and he says, did you see that Tesla just raised the price of their cars and Rivian raised the price? All these electric car companies are having to raise the price of their cars. And I said, yeah, well, you got a million reasons why. You got supply chain problems, you got labor problems, but I think one of the biggies, batteries. What do you think? Yeah, I think you're spot on. Well, we know there's been a chip problem, and that's why you can't get your new car at the dealership. And I waited seven months for my truck. So oh. why is that? Well, we don't make the chips here in the U.S. They're made in China. So, And there was a plant that was in Korea called Megachip, huge manufacturing company, but China just bought them. And you're like, why would they sell to them? You know, it's interesting. I guess, Alan, if you and I had a chip company, we've been working hard, making some good money, and China came in and said, hey, I'm going to give you a billion dollars. You're like, back up a trailer. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. I'll sell it. And that's, I mean, and then you just start another business. So while we're trying to build chips here in the U.S., because we're using something called a legacy chip, it's different than what you find in your phone, and they can't just switch. I mean, you've got all these cars that use a lot of the same technology. It would be very difficult to just switch. They're going to start producing their own chips here. Ford is GM. A lot of the different manufacturers have said that's, that's their goal. So now we know we got a shortage there. We're working on it. The problem is a lot of those chips are need one item to process it. It's a product called neon, not like neon signs, but it is neon. It's a, a mineral from the earth. Well, where does that come from? I'm sure you're going to start answering these questions pretty quickly. <laughs> okay. The I Ukraine Where and it? Russia. Oh, the Ukraine and Russia. Oh, so, boy. So you need the neon in order to process the materials that you're oh, using in boy. the chips. Don't worry about that because four cities in China that are shut down because of a new strain of COVID. That's it. <laughs> right. So they're down for two weeks. So that's like, oh, my gosh, it's even more slowdown. Like, it couldn't be anything worse. Well, don't worry. We have a shortage of rubber right now. So if you're looking for tires, I'm actually ordering my winter tires for next year now wow. so that I have them. Well, wow. because if you need, I ordered, I have a 911 and I needed tires. I ordered them during, as soon as I started hearing about the slowdown. It's a good thing. I got the rear tires still waiting on the front tires. Boy. So that, that was six months ago. That'll give you an idea that you've got to start thinking way ahead. And so it's sort of like shopping for Christmas six months early. This is shopping for light things six months early. Right. So, so now you're thinking, well, I want an electric car. I'm going to buy an electric car. Forget about that. I'm going to buy an electric car. Okay. The number one material in electric cars is nickel. Now, I'm, you know, you're going to answer this question before I finish my sentence. Where is the bulk of nickel coming from? Ukraine. And Russia. <laughs> yes, you got the answer. So, okay, so we're, there's other places in the world you can get it. One of them is 
Afghanistan. Oh, boy. Very rich in rare earth minerals. But we don't have any say there anymore. We gifted that away. China came in and said, hey, you know what? Your roads and bridges are in really horrid shape. You have no infrastructure. So China is now offering, and they move fast, as you know, roads, bridges. They'll probably have a whole city done in like a day where we we don't even move that fast. I mean, they can put up a hospital in 24 hours. So they're going to come in and put in roads and bridges. They only want one thing in exchange, the rare earth minerals, and they'll use the Afghanis to mine it. Oh, boy. All right, hold on. So that's on. the problem. So now they own more. Wait, hold it's on. It's better. It's better. I want to no, get... No, don't... Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. I got to take a break. This is way too good to, you know, just... There's so much to talk about here, I got to tell you. Uh, Lauren Fix is on the line with us, and man, she is deep diving on why are the price of these electric cars going up, up, up. We'll be right back, everybody. Now's the time to earn your bragging rights and rule the road in a powerful Dodge vehicle. With enough style, horsepower, and performance to make your muscle car dreams come true, it's no wonder J.D. Power named Dodge the number one ranked brand in initial quality and driver appeal for mass market brands. Join the brotherhood and experience the strength of Dodge muscle today. Visit Dodge.com or see your local Dodge dealer for great deals. Tied for initial quality study. For J.D. Power 2020 award information, visit JDPower.com awards. All right, you're listening to The Drive. Our show is brought to you in part by Subaru. I love. It's what makes Subaru, Subaru. Lauren Fix is joining us. You can find her on all kinds of social media, even Truth Social. Lauren Fix. It's uh, at Lauren Fix. Um, or you can check out our website, carcoachreports.com on the web. I saw her on uh, Fox here recently doing some kind of stuff. But we're talking about Rare earth, minerals, nickel, neon, all the stuff that's, you know, that's in the ground over there where we can't get to it, where the war is going on. And that's why, you know, they're having a problem building the products for the cars that we want to drive. I heard, Lauren, that they're going to have mm-hmm. as much of a problem as that they won't be able to build, uh, I think, five million cars this year because of this problem. Yeah. Five million. That is correct. But- right. But there's more to this Ukraine-Russia thing. This is mind-blowing. I'm just talking about the automotive part. Forget the politics. This is just cars. So you go, I'm not going to buy an electric car. Prices have gone up. I'm going to buy a gasoline-powered car, and I'm going to be totally fine, and I'll deal with it. I'll get some high-fuel-efficient car. Okay. Here's the problem. Catalytic converters have a product in it called palladium. Right. And the number one supplier of palladium comes out of the Ukraine and Russia. <laughs> so like, oh, my gosh. I'm going to then look and see, I'm going to buy a German car. Well, most of the German manufacturers, specifically Volkswagen Group, get all their wiring harnesses from the Ukraine because it's cheaper to produce them there. So now they're shifting their production to the Chattanooga plant. So they're starting to shift their production from the U.S. here to the U.S., hoping to make some of these products. Plus, poor Volkswagen Group just lost 4,000 cars in a ship that sank. I'm sure you covered right. that. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and and yeah. it sank. So now you have no way of proving to the insurance company what caused the problem. How right. convenient. <laughs> right. But right. I had some inklings of what it might be, but if you had a Porsche, a Bentley, a Lamborghini, an Audi, or a Volkswagen, you're not a happy camper because you go to the back of the line. 
Right. I mean, I can't say, hey, Alan, your 911's coming. Stop. You're not going to get it. We're going to give it to the guy who lost his car. No, 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 no. You go, they go to the back of the line, and yours is the next car being produced. Mm. I mean, the odds of a ship sinking is obviously very, very slim. I wonder, but Lauren, those- I wonder if, if they went down and they sent scuba divers down there or whatever. I don't know how deep the water is where that ship sunk, but I wonder if they got in there and found out if those cars had the chips or not. In other words, maybe, oh boy, I'm doing the conspiracy thing. Oh boy. They wouldn't have actually run if they ever made it to the other end anyway. Wow. You know? Well, there's no (laughs) way that you could reuse those chips. I've heard people say you should reuse the chips. You can't do that. No. Anytime your computer gets wet or you've knocked a coffee on your laptop, you don't want to panic mode. Right. It's been sitting in salt water. Okay, so forget about it. It's done. Anything that's in that ship, is not reusable. No, no one's going to go deep diving for that, and I, I don't think the insurance company at this point is going to pay it out. Though, so don't worry, your yeah. rates are going to go up. Well, but you said something else too about catalytic converters with palladium, and yeah. look mm-hmm. how much palladium costs. By the way, I think it's even more than gold. It's very it expensive. Is. Now right? it is right, and so what mm-hmm. happens in Los Angeles and some of these other big cities? There are people oh, stealing, everywhere. yes, mm-hmm. catalytic converters. Why? They want the, the basically that little tiny bit of palladium that is about, mm-hmm. I think they say it's about the, the, the size of a matchstick head, but it's very yeah, expensive. Yeah, but it's a ton of money. Right. Gosh, what a crazy so what world. These, these evil people are doing, and number one, believe it or not, the number one vehicle they're stealing them from, which makes no sense to me, you think, Oh, it's got to be an SUV because you can go in here with a creeper, get a Sawzall, zip, zip, right? Yeah. No, it's the Prius and the Civic. What? Which makes no sense to me. <laughs> yeah, all they do is have some guy jacks it up in the back, right? The car's in the air. Right. Some guy zips under there and a creeper, zip, zip with a Sawzall. You're not going to use a handsaw. No, no, the time too loud. People react to yeah. an electric pump. Yeah, you can use anything. Because they don't care. They're not looking to protect your car. They don't care if they damage your floor pan. Right. They don't care if they damage anything else that's under there. They want the unit. They toss it in the back of a cube van, and they go on to the next one. Oh, and man. there's been streets in New York City where they've gotten, like, six cars in a row. Oh, my god! nobody sees anything. I'm like, what happened to all the Nest cameras, Zoom cameras, I Arlo know. cameras, all that stuff? Yep. I mean, I've got cameras all around my house. And I'm thinking, you, if you came to the driveway to take my catalytic converter... I'd probably be meeting you outside. Ah, so, exactly. Mean, with a but, 45 handgun. Go ahead. Make my like day. That. All right. Hold tight. Something like that. Lauren yeah. Fix is joining us. Oh, my gosh. You know, it used to be that they would steal headlights. Now it's catalytic converters, yeah. all kinds of crazy stuff. When we come back, Lauren Fix is going to keep on talking about stuff that's going on in the news. And why does it matter to you? Because it costs a lot of money these days. That's why every bit of this. We'll be right back. Discover the all-new 2022 Subaru Forester Wilderness, the second member of the Subaru Wilderness family. Featuring 9.2 inches of ground clearance, standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, and all-terrain tires for increased off-road capability, plus a design that's bold and protective at the same time. The Forester Wilderness unlocks a whole new level of adventure. 
Discover more at Subaru.com slash wilderness. Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. And uh, I'm playing uh, ZZ Top. She's got legs. Um, and it has nothing to do with Lauren Fix because she's got arms, legs, hands, and feet. <laughs> Lauren Fix. <laughs> I used to do a show with Billy Gibbons. You know that. So I, I just playing it. Yeah, to, I remember. To honor my friend there. I love I love his music. Um, yeah, you got me one of his books, actually, and he signed it. I still have it on my bookshelf. Do you really? Rock and Roll Gearhead. Yes, That's right. I yeah, I haven't yep, seen yep, him in a yep. couple years since the stupid COVID thing. Lauren Fix uh, is the car coach, carcoachreports.com, at Lauren Fix on all social media, including Truth Social. And if you guys haven't checked out Truth Social, when you post something on Truth Social, which is like Facebook, it says, we are posting your truth. I love that. I got to tell you. Anyway. I love it, too. It's yeah. very cool. A lot of good stuff on there, too, and it's not being squashed. Yeah. No, you know? I love it. I love it. There's too much weirdness going on in the media. Let me ask oh, you. You guys probably, because of your job and the things that you do for Fox and, and, and CNN and all the different, you know, the different channels you are on TV with, you probably have an idea about a lot of people ask this about the true cost of electric car ownership. Can you give a little on that? Uh, sure. I, I just want to give one last thing. Like people go, Oh, it's great. It's good for the environment. This is a great idea. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. And Ooh. I'll tell you why. Let me just give you just a little nugget to chew on All right. to manufacture one, just one electric battery for your average SUV weighs around a thousand pounds. That's the weight of the battery for the vehicle. So what it would take to produce one battery is 25,000 pounds of brine that's used to process the lithium, 30,000 pounds of ore to process the cobalt, 5,000 pounds of ore for the nickel, 25,000 pounds of ore for the copper, and you have to dig up 500,000 pounds of the earth crust just for one battery. Good Lord. So how is that environmentally friendly? Just asking for a friend. Yeah. So wow. Now, so now people go, well, I'm going to buy an electric car. This is crazy. Gas prices are through the roof. People are stealing gasoline. They're stealing catalytic converters. I, I got to look at an electric car. It's good that you look. You should look. But if you go coast to coast from California to New York, there is only 3% of the cars on the road, just 3% wow. that are electric. Right. The rest of us are still running on gas or diesel or hybrid or whatever. So don't let the mainstream media trick you because they make you believe that the average cost of an electric car is $51,000. That's with the tax credit. And remember, Mm. Tesla and General Motors no longer have that tax credit. Mm. So if you said, well, then I'm going to look at a fuel-efficient, gasoline-powered car like a Kia Soul or something small and reasonable, you know, a Honda CRV, the average price is $30,000. Well, that's a big difference. So if you can't afford $6 gas in California, how in the world are you going to afford a payment on a $51,000 car? Wait, there's more to add to your cost. The cost of the insurance. The insurance for an electric car is twice as expensive than that of a comparable gasoline car. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's a game changer right there. People need to know that. 
Yeah, wow. that's huge. Yeah. So if you're paying $600 a year, you got a reasonably priced car, maybe it's used, and you go to buy a new electric vehicle and it's $1,200 or more, you're going to go, well, I can barely afford the car I have. Plus, I can't afford the gasoline. How in the world am I going to afford a car payment plus an insurance payment? But you still have to put a charging station in your home unless you have access to one. So most people charge at home because it's less expensive. The EPA says the average cost of a, per kilowatt is 13 cents. But that's not true in New York, California, or Florida, mm. where the average cost is 32 cents a kilowatt. Wow. So I don't know where they're getting this 13 cents. I don't know wh- where they're charging. But the, the EPA is always light on the numbers. You know, just like they go, oh, yeah, the cars get this fuel economy. Not true. So here's the other part of it. If you say, oh, I'm going to go electrify America, I don't need a charging station at my home. It's going to be super reasonable. It's 48 cents a kilowatt. You can buy a package <laughs> that'll bring it down to 38 cents a kilowatt, but you have to pay for that in advance, just like you would, you know, like a membership. Right. So, okay, but I'm going to charge at home. That's a smarter way to go. Sure. Blink sent me a charging unit. And I, in my garage, probably like yours, Alan, I've got a compressor and a heater. I mean, I got a refrigerator. My garage is like a full garage at my house. So the, my, my usual guy comes out, my usual electrician, and he has to install it because it's a level two charger. He gives me a bill for $950. Ooh. I said, excuse me? Yeah. I go, I have a full extra panel here. This is like its own panel. It's like within an arm's reach from this charging station. He goes, yeah, and if you didn't have the panel, it would have been $2,000. I said, but I didn't pay for this Blink unit, but if I did, it's two grand. So you're telling me $4,000? And he goes, I install these all day long, and it costs people at least four grand. <laughs> I was so shocked. I'm thinking, mm. so now you think you're saving money. You brought it out, and it really isn't in your favor. But another factor to keep in mind, well, there's no maintenance. There's no oil changes. No, anything that moves, and you know this, anything that moves needs service. It's got bearings, bushings, belts, fluids, tires, brakes, whatever. It needs service. The tires wear out quicker on electric cars because they're heavier than their comparative gas models. And they're low-rolling resistant tires, so they wear out quicker, and they're more expensive. All right, hold on, hold on. There's more about, and we want to talk a little bit about service on the other side of this break. These are the hidden costs that we're not hearing enough about on the news. It's just cheaper, cheaper, cheaper. Ah, maybe we're being deceived. We'll be right back. Shopping cars online is a hassle, or is it? You probably search this site, that site, browse here, search there. Who has the time or the patience? Autotempest.com is the Internet's best car shopping tool. With one easy search, see all the cars from the web's top car shopping sites all at once. Why browse some of the cars when Autotempest.com gives you everything? Autotempest.com. All the cars, one search. This is The Drive with Alan Taylor. And our show is brought to you in part by Autotempest.com. All the cars, one search is their slogan. Uh, With the powerful Auto Tempest search engine, you can search all the sites simultaneously. Car sites like Carvana, 
Auto Trader, eBay Motors, True Car, Cars and Bids, and many others, including Craigslist. Uh, Autotempest.com. Check it out. If you're looking for a car, it's a great way to do it. All the cars, just one search. Lauren Fix is joining us, and she's been um, helping us to find all of these interesting and very important points about ownership of an electric car from, you know, mining the earth and how many millions of tons of ore it takes to make these batteries and all these things and how not really ecologically friendly, you might say. It's all the hidden things we don't really think about, all the way to the cost of ownership to have the charging station in your garage and the electrician that has to install it. I've heard this actually buy more people than just you because this is something you forget about you go down you buy the car you're like yes and they're great cars they, they don't make bad cars in, the, in america anymore so they're yes no. they're, they're great cars the problem is that are we really hearing all of these things that we should that's why lauren's here today and lauren great job for such a deep dive and i know you you have to deep dive like this when you're you know talking on fox or cnn or whatever it is because they uh they require that. I don't so much. I just like funny people, truthfully. You know. <laughs> I wish I had your I wish I could like pull off a sense of humor like that. I'm funny, <laughs> I I like to laugh, but I I don't think as quick as you do apparently. <laughs> well, no, listen, I that, listen, I as you know, and you've been on the show a million times, the people I have on are yourself and Carl Brower who you know, the same kind My of guy. Buddy, like, yeah. Yes. All of our friends that, to me, are a hell of a lot smarter than me. So that's why I have you guys on. Otherwise, I'm just a funny <laughs> guy. So there you go. All right. Let's go back You're to this funny. thing. You were talking about um, even servicing these vehicles. And they do, just mm -hmm. like a regular car, need service work. But the price of servicing yeah. your car also goes up. But there's so many things to talk about. Take it whichever direction you want. All right, so a lot of times people go to, the, you know, you get your oil changed, whatever. Don't put that off, by the way. If you're going to keep your vehicle, which is the smartest thing you can do, don't go and buy a new car. If you're at the end of your lease, buy your lease out. And a quick tip, this is the newest scam I'm hearing, and it really makes me angry. A dealer will say, well, you know, Alan, your car's at the end of the lease. you got to bring it to us, and we got to buy it out. Yeah. And you're going to go, well, I think I'm going to keep it. And they go, oh, there's an extra fee. That's not true. And if you're talking about... That's what I call it. A, a, law, a lawyer would take edge to edge. That contract is what it is. So it tells you what you pay for it, what your end buyout amount is. If there's any fees, it's all on that contract. That's right. Any dealer that tries to upsell you on it is a scam. And you don't even have to go to the dealer. You can call the credit company that you purchased from and just say, I want to buy it out. And they'll go, great, we'll do the paperwork. You pay the sales tax, the vehicle's yours. Not a bad idea, especially during COVID, where a lot of people didn't drive and they have low mileage. If you didn't use up all your lease miles, you're leaving money on the table. Right. So people are keeping their cars, right? And they go to get them serviced, and they can't believe how expensive it is. Well, one, nobody wants to work, so labor costs are higher. The local dealer here is two fifty an hour. So I asked him how much an oil change was Ooh. in my one vehicle, and he said four hundred dollars. I went. Excuse me? I went and bought a filter. I did it myself. I'm like, yeah, I thought it was going to be convenient. I, I, mind you, I'm driving a Porsche Cayenne, so it's not really like the normal person's car. Right. But they're pretty popular. I mean, it seems to be like they're becoming like Fords or everywhere. But now you've got a shortage of parts because a lot of the parts come out of China. Yep. And so if you've got a shortage of parts, the dealers can't get the parts. They can't get out of the warehouse. So they got nothing to ship to you. It starts to build up. And people are complaining you got higher gas tax and you got higher maintenance. I mean, what else is left? So keep in mind, 
maintain your card. You can do it yourself. You got a buddy that can help you. Oh, always the best way to save a few bucks. Yeah. But if you really don't know what you're doing, you're like, I really don't know. I'm not going to, I don't even own tools. Don't try it. In that case, shop around. There's websites like Car Advise. It's a website, C-A-R-A-D-V-I-S-E. You can search around, do all your shopping amongst the different guys in the area, what they cost, what their ratings are. Make an appointment, pay for it. So I do is drive in and get the work done. If you want to think about what the cost would be, you can look at RepairPal. It'll tell you the cost of the parts, the cost of the service, and it's on a bell curve. So you can go to one of their people or you can go to one of the people on Car Advice. So it at least gives you some options. Yeah. And neither of these companies are paying me, but they're, I use these sites, and it's a great way to save money. But if you've got a check engine light and you're thinking, ah, I'll get to it later, that's the one that's going to cost you at the gas pump yeah. because it's emissions-related and engine-related. So of all the things that are getting expensive, if that is your only form of transportation, like where I live, there's no mass transportation. Like where you are, Alan, you can't just get on a bus and go somewhere. You have to drive or you're not going anywhere. No. And um, so – Take care of what you got, and then it'll take care of you. The short bus comes to my house every day, and I just say, go away! <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> by the way, I, I did uh, take a vehicle over to uh, a mechanic shop with these two young guys. They're both about 22 years old, and they have this big, giant shop. And what it is, it was a, a big construction company, and the owner's like 85 years old, and and he liked these guys and because I said to him, I go, how can you afford this thing? And they're like, oh, the guy loves us. He's always here working on his own equipment and stuff, still owns a big company. But he, he didn't need this big shop, so he rented these two young mechanic guys, right? And they're both, you know, they're, they're grease monkeys, and, and, and I, I love them both. And so I, I took my vehicle there, and I dropped it off with my trailer. And, uh, but but when, I, when I was done dropping it off, I went looking for them. They weren't there. You're going to love this story. So uh, yeah. I'm looking all over. I'm like, hey, and I'm whistling. And, you know, I, finally at the back, this is like 10 acres. At the back of the, the place, I see these guys on a forklift way in the back. And so I walked out there and they saw me and, and they start coming toward me. And he goes, you dropping that car off? I said, yeah. He goes, hey, you want to buy a big gas tank? And I'm like, yeah, maybe. What do you got? It's a 1,500-gallon fuel tank. You ready for this? Ooh, I like the thought process Okay, there. so I thought to myself, now, I didn't know how many gallons it was, but I, I looked at it, and I'm like, hmm. I go, well, what do you want for it? He goes, give me 500 bucks for it. And I go, I'll give you 400 He goes, right now, today? I go, yeah. I go, as a matter of fact, my trailer's here. You load it up for me, and I'll give you the money right now. He goes, all right, done. Got, they got two forklifts stuck trying to get this thing out, by the way. <laughs> oh, so they Was loaded it metal up or plastic? a metal 1,500-gallon metal fuel tank, right? So 400 bucks. And that's what everybody's like, what? I bought it, put it on the back of my truck. This was like 5 p.m., okay? Because end of the day, I yeah. drop it off. So I got home, and I was like, what am I doing with this stupid 1,500-gallon gas tank? So I went ahead and put it on Facebook Marketplace for $1,250. I thought, what the heck, right? Now you're talking. Right? You don't want to keep that because metal will corrode on the inside, and then all that crap on the inside will end up in your gasoline. Well, there you go. So I just, I listen, for 400 bucks, how am I going to go wrong? So like, Did you I, sell it? Well, 15 minutes later, right? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> right? So, I love your entrepreneurial spirit. That's awesome. 
<laughs> right? So the guy sees it advertised, my friend, the, the mechanic, and he goes, hey, he goes, you can't sell that. I go, wait a minute. I paid you for it. I can do whatever. If I want to drop it off the side of the mountain, I can do what I want. And he started laughing. He goes, ah, you can do what you want with it. Anyway. I thought it was so funny because really smart. people really, really are smart. looking they're looking for how can I store some fuel because the price of, of gas is like the price of gold right now, you know? It's right. going and through the roof. People are drilling holes in gas tanks. I know. And I keep thinking I work with Inside Edition as well, so we've talked about the sawzalls and cutting up the, you know, the converters for the palladium. But yeah. now the newest one is they're drilling holes in gas tanks to drain out the fuel. I'm like well, in the 70s, they were just using a siphon. You know, it's just no big deal. You just siphon out the neighbor's gas and take what you want. Remember right. those days? Oh, There's yeah. actually a couple <laughs> movies where they did that. Right. But and I'm thinking, you're drilling a hole in the bottom of a gas tank. Hello, spark, gasoline. Do right. so I need to say more? Kaboom. Exactly. You know? exactly. Oh, my God. I'm waiting for somebody, to, the car to blow up and take out three cars with it. And the guy's going to be like, what no idea. Oh, it's my too God. Late cause you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's what do they call that. That's the, uh, oh, what is that when stupidity, you know, it's like the good way of getting rid of stupid people. Anyway. Um, uh, I know what you're talking about. The Darwin. The, the Darwin. Darwin. <laughs> yes, they won the Darwin Award. Okay, laurenfix.com is her website as well as carcoachreports.com. She's on all forms of social media, at Lauren Fix, even Truth Social, which we should all be on. Lauren, thank you very much. I love you. Anytime, my friend. Look forward to seeing you soon. All right. We'll take a little break, and there's more of The Drive. Stay with us. Why should you trust Brembo Brakes? Because 60 years of racing, testing, braking, and bettering. Because dogs in the road, indecisive squirrels, and that kid chasing the lost ball. Because tiny humans in the back seat and blind turns in front of you. Because every car should be equipped with the same kind of performance, safety, and comfort that manufacturers and professional drivers trust every day. Visit buybrimbo.com and learn more about the most trusted brakes in braking. This is The Drive with Alan Taylor. And our show is brought to you in part by the Classic Car, classiccars.com uh, website. By the way, if you want to sell a car or buy a car, check out classiccars.com. It's a classified ad website. It's all part of the Collector Car Network. They also own autohunter.com, which is an auction website, all owned by Barrett Jackson. And uh, joining us right now, by the way, is a good friend of mine, Rocco Fiorentino, automotive journalist extraordinaire. Rocco and I go back a long way. I think, Rocco, I met you when I was working for... Uh, was it Money Magazine? I think it was Money Magazine, wasn't you were, it? Yes, Alan, you were. It was in Miami in 2012, and oh, you geez. were with Money Magazine at the <laughs> Franchise Expo. Oh, my God. The things we do in our life to get to where we are. But you know what? The one thing we immediately had in common was cars. 
And uh, Rocco says, so where do you go next after this? And I'm like, ah, I'm going to Barrett Jackson. He goes, I'm going to Barrett Jackson too. And then, you know, 10 years later, here we are, best friends, and life is good. And this year I was going to go to the Amelia, the Amelia Island Concours, and I couldn't go. And Rocco went, and I thought, well, maybe you'd be kind enough to call in and talk about this was your first Amelia Island Concours. So, um, you know, right? It was. And it was an amazing experience for me. It's been on my bucket list as a car guy. I've seen a lot of the vehicles that have been at some of the concourse, and I just wanted to get there. So it was yeah. extremely exciting. I want to tell you all about it. Okay, so the question is, now you took your wife with, right? Yes. Because this is a big thing. As, as the older we get, and I don't even think it matters with age, because being able to do stuff with our significant other is such an important thing because in the world that we're in today, it is so busy that we're all a bunch of whirling dervish and we go home and we watch TV and the news and we get all freaked out and then we jump in bed and try and, you know, get away from it all by sleeping, <laughs> you know, and then we wake up and it starts all over again. So doing things with your significant other is huge. I want to ask, how did your wife like the Amelia? So... You know, for her, it was uh, really exciting because the cars were just fabulous. It's yeah. just a great word to describe them. And one of the show specials was the fashion show, ah. which started prior to the awards on Sunday, which was the huge day. I'll get to that in a minute. Right. But the fashion show allowed some of the car owners to dress in the era of their cars. So, for example, the 1934 Duesenberg J531 was the best in show. And the couple that drove the car through the winter circle earlier that day dressed in the 1934 garb and was just fabulous. So there were hats and dresses that you would have never seen. I mean, it was yeah. really exciting. And, you know, to your point about the world we live in, I want to tell you, it was such a pleasure to be at a car show where everyone was together and we weren't split apart by anything, religion, politics, all that stuff aside. I mean, even yeah. when I go to a football game or watch the Emmys, I feel like I'm, I'm with people that are all split. But right. when we were at the car show, when I tell you there was nothing better than getting together and talking cars and looking at cars and feeling cars and just being cars. It was <laughs> right, great. Right. That is awesome. All right. So we got to take a little break here and we come back. Uh, we're going to find out a little bit more about the uh, Amelia. Um, thanks to my friend Chris for uh, making sure that Rocco was taken care of over there. Chris was on the show a couple weeks ago talking all about it. These events, these are so important in our lives. If you love cars, I know Rocco's been a, you know, he's been a car nerd since he was, what, 12, 13 years old, just like me. That's a, it's kind of like it's in your blood. And if it's in your blood, go to some of these awesome Concord Elegance a car shows because there's a lot of happenings all around them as well. We'll be right back. Hear more from Rocco. Stay with us. Gonna get a big dish of beef chow mein. Now's the time to earn your bragging rights and rule the road in a powerful Dodge vehicle. With enough style, horsepower, and performance to make your muscle car dreams come true, it's no wonder J.D. Power named Dodge the number one ranked brand in initial quality and driver appeal for mass market brands. Join the brotherhood and experience the strength of Dodge muscle today. Visit Dodge.com or see your local Dodge dealer for great deals. Tied for initial quality study. For J.D. Power 2020 award information, visit JDPower.com awards.
Well, you're listening to The Drive all across America and around the world. Thanks to our international listeners. They uh, comment on a lot of stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Our show is brought to you in part by Brembo, the choice of champions. Brembo Brakes. Also, thanks to Subaru. Love, it's what makes a Subaru a Subaru. And Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. And Craftsman and Shell and all the rest of them. Dang it. I got to get all that stuff in there. Uh, Rocco Fiorentino joining us. Automotive journalist, my friend, was at the uh, Amelia Concord, the Amelia Island. They call it the Amelia now, owned by Haggerty. The, this company, Haggerty Classic Insurance, McKeel Haggerty, longtime friend of mine, buying up all these awesome events, and the Amelia is one of them. So, Rocco, let me ask you. we got to blow through this. What was your most exciting moment at the Amelia? It was your first time. What was the most exciting moment? Uh, yeah, so of all the things I did, including Friday, there were auctions all over. They had the uh, the Goodings auction and the RM Sotheby's auction on Saturday. But the most exciting was Sunday, the actual Amelia Island Concours. That's where all the big guns came out yep. and all the, the, the vehicles you would never expect to be next to were there. And they were just one was more amazing than the next. And yeah. we were in the chairman's club box, which meant nice. we got to be in the shade a little bit. And yep. we got to see where the cars had to enter the field to get their prizes. Wayne Carini was there. He was one of the judges, yeah. amazing guy. And yeah, it was, it was great. We had a nice That's conversation. Awesome. One of my favorite cars was the 37 Talbot Lago T-150. Oh, yeah. How do you know uh, that? That was a teardrop yeah. coupe. It was amazing. It was at the auction for uh, Gooding, and it was in excess of 10 million dollars i think it went Ooh. off somewhere around 12 alan yeah. i mean the money that was at the the auction was simply earth shattering to me so talking about some of the other attractions so the auctions did you go to any like off-site well, car shows or things like that oh my god i mean friday they had the uh, the porsche driving experience mm. they had the gooding auction which was uh, you know certainly uh, an amazing auction they had test drives we test drove the lexus and the uh, Ferrari, believe it or not, the new Ooh. Ferraris look amazing. Nice. Uh, test drove the Cadillac, of course. Uh, then they had uh, the, the the wine tasting. And on Saturday was something they called Cars and Coffee. So it was a uh, an amazing large car show right on the, the golf course as well. And then they had a reception, a gala dinner on Saturday night. And then Sunday was the, you know, the big kahuna the big the big concord d'elegance and yeah. to see these cars prancing around was just amazing no it's funny i wanted to go because you look like the uh, the best version of frank sinatra that i've ever seen i, I thought i wouldn't tell everybody. i'm with frank over there rocco fiorentino looks like frank sinatra so you guys could picture this well, man <laughs> one of your buddies came up to me yeah. actually and asked for you because I had the drive tag right. on. Yeah. And he said, yeah, I remember you. You're the guy that looks like Frank Sinatra. I said, well, thank you. I'll take that as an amazing compliment. And I will certainly let Alan Taylor know. <laughs> and uh, when I was at the Gooding auction, Pauline, uh, one of the publicists there, was, was great. And uh, she took good care of us, and she was asking about you. So That's they nice. did a phenomenal job. And so did Sotheby. Sotheby had a car that I just fell in love with. I couldn't afford it. But it was a 34-packard 12 convertible victoria by dietrich it was amazing and it was i think it went off at five million bucks but one was better than the next i have to tell you i yeah. would have been happy with any of them no doubt so um any recommendations you might have for people if they've never attended i mean you know you spend a little bit of money because you know you got to get there and you got to you know stay somewhere there because unless you're local to the event if you're local and you don't go you're crazy but people go from all over the yeah. world to these events that's a great question, and I would say this. We stayed at the Omni Resorts. Now, first of all, I couldn't get into the Ritz-Carlton. That's really where most of the festivities are on the golf course at the Ritz-Carlton. However, 
the Omni is not too far away. There's shuttles all over the place. We right. had a great experience. It was much cheaper in terms of the the room rate, right. and it was a, and it was available. I mean, I got reservations last minute. I mean, probably six weeks out. So it was great. We had a great time. And uh, we also had a car, so we toured around the island a little bit, went to dinner a few different places, and uh, j- just a, an, a fabulous experience. The weather was perfect. It's you know it's it's Florida, although right. it's, you know in Jacksonville, Amelia Island. Right. But uh, I would tell you, I would do it over and over again. I would certainly stay at the Omni if you really want to stay at the Ritz Carlton. You can, yeah. however. In order to stay at the Ritz-Carlton, they've got to check your badge every time you go in and out. There's uh, people all over. Yeah. It, it was a little more uh, intimidating than yep. staying at the, the Omni. By the way, when you say last minute, six weeks, when Alan Taylor is last minute, it's Hotel Tonight. <laughs> yeah, six hours, right? <laughs> six, uh, six minutes. Well, I just made the reservation the out the parking lot. booked for five years for those dates, so it's hard to get in. That's awesome. And, uh, Rocco, thanks for that. Really appreciate it. Uh, Glad you had fun. Next year, I promise, unless my granddaughter has, I mean, my daughter has another grandkid, um, I'm going to be there. (laughs) That was what kept me from going. All right. Rocco Fiorentino, my friend, thank you so much. We needed that kind of little uh, bit of lightheartedness at the end after talking about the electric cars. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, Alan. You're the best. Talk soon. Thank you very much. All right, everybody. That's it for me. It's time to go wrangle some cows. See you next week. Discover the all-new 2022 Subaru Forester Wilderness, the second member of the Subaru Wilderness family. Featuring 9.2 inches of ground clearance, standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, and all-terrain tires for increased off-road capability, plus a design that's bold and protective at the same time. The Forester Wilderness unlocks a whole new level of adventure. Discover more at Subaru.com wilderness.